Well, hello everybody. It's season two, episode four. It's the Baggies broadcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah, again this week. I'm joined by the West Brom Oracle that is Mr. Matt Wilson. He's got a huge smile on his face. You can understand why. Uh, Matt, what a brilliant weekend. It just makes your weekend so much better, doesn't it, after, after a stunning win? It does. Well, personally, it makes my weekend a lot better, yeah. I'm sure it makes everyone who's listened to this podcast, it makes their weekend a lot better. Um, I think we all sort of hoped that relegation would bring days like this mm. back to the Hawthorns. But until they come, you're never really 100% sure that they're going to. Yeah. Um, and obviously this might be a one-off. Um, you can't expect to dish out thrashings like that on a weekly basis. No. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more sterner tests than QPR um, down the road, you know, almost in the coming weeks. But um, the whole point of football is going to games in the hope or, or, or maybe even in the knowledge that your team are going to impress, entertain and score goals. Yeah. And I think that's what we're starting to see at Albion. So yeah, exciting times. Just seeing a smile on people's faces leaving the ground, isn't it? I mean, I can't remember, and you might, you might know, I'm not putting you on the spot, but, um, you know, three wins in a week, you know, the best part of 12 goals in that, you know, 4-3 thriller away from it. I mean, this is just, yes, relegation, and of course you'd still rather be in the Premier League, but, you know... Would you, though? Well, that's a good, it's I mean, an interesting question, I isn't it, I guess? I mean, Financially, of course, but for an enjoyment factor point of view, of course, it's nice. I understand that the whole argument that you want to be, you want your club to be the best that they can be, and, mm-hmm. and if you can, you know, play in the Premier League and, and do what Burnley did last season, for example, yeah, and get into the Europa League and play European football and, mm-hmm. and slowly build it up, then, then yes, that's great. But the problem is now, it's not like when during Albion's heyday in the 70s and 80s where you actually had a genuine chance of winning the league mm-hmm. um, you know obviously Leicester notwithstanding the well actually I think the Leicester season the title win has, has caused the top six the top seven to draw you know to almost pull up the drawbridge sure. financially and mm-hmm. say look no one's getting through here yeah. there, there is an elite level of clubs only one of those can, can really enjoy success mm-hmm. so you know actually dropping down a division whilst wasn't planned yeah does give you an opportunity to taste a bit more success and a bit more glory and that's what football's about mm-hmm. it's about entertainment and glory i've said that many times and um albion have a chance this season of uh, enjoying both of those but the ultimate goal is to get back into the big time and if that means you know struggling around and scrapping about and trying to get back in a foothold in the premier league for two or three years and get in that top that money up I mean that, that's that's where they want to be ultimately but they want to have a good time doing it don't they you'd have thought yes and I think that was always the um, the issue with or levelled at Tony Pulis was that look if, if if all we can hope for is eighth yeah. then we may as well enjoy ourselves on the journey mm-hmm. um, and I think this season obviously a lot of people had hoped that they might see something enjoyable um, obviously, he'd hoped for a promotion charge. Yeah. Um, but like I said, until until those games start coming, um, you can never be too sure because you don't know how a fledgling manager is going to take to the role. You don't know how a squad that's largely been kept together is going to deal mm-hmm. with the disappointment of not getting back to the Premier League. You don't know how the new signings are going to play or bed in. But at the moment, it's all gelling together. Um, 
and huge credit to Darren Moore in what I think was his 11th senior game in charge yeah. for pulling off a performance like that and being brave by going with that new formation, mm. that new system that gets the best out of these players and his bravery was rewarded by his players being brave and trusting each other in possession, playing brave football, I thought, playing tenacious football, hungry football. Um, and it was just a joy to behold. And it's so vastly different to what we've seen at the Hawthorns for the last three or four years. Um, you know, OK, during the season that Pulis guided the club to, to the top half, there were some great, great moments in that season mm-hmm. when, you know, they beat Arsenal 3-1 and they, they went on a great run. But it's still a different style of football. Well, it was on Saturday at least. It is, it is a different brand. It is, it is not a 10-man behind the ball counter-attack at pace. Well, let's talk about the, the formation and, and the change. So what was different from Saturday than what you've seen before? Well, I think the difference for me is epitomised perhaps best by when Sam Johnson's taking his goal kicks. Okay. Under Pulis and under a lot of managers, um, you get the majority of, of players, of outfield players, all congregate in one sort of 20-yard circle yeah. on the halfway line. Mm-hmm. And the ball is pumped into that area and they try and win flick-ons and knockdowns, and sure. then they play from there. But on Saturday, I thought Albion played a really modern brand of football. They, they had three at the back, so the two um, centre-backs, not the middle one, but the two on either side, dropped down to the, um, the corner flags. Mm-hmm. And then the wing-backs um, stood on the byline on the halfway line. So you immediately you're making the pitch as big as you can. Okay. And then you've got in the middle the other centre-back and Chris Brunt mm-hmm. dropping in to receive the ball short. So Johnston has got loads of options. Yeah. He can pass it out left, pass it out right. He can pass it into the middle to Chris Brunt. Mm-hmm. He can clip it over the press to Matt Phillips or he can clip it over the press to Kieran Gibbs. Yeah. He normally went for Matt Phillips because Phillips is better in the air than mm-hmm. Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Um, alternatively, he can just pump it down the middle to Jay Rodriguez. Yeah, 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 of course. So there are lots of options in there. Um, and they were trying to play out from the back. I thought they, they, they did it in the first half where they just passed it to the centre-backs mm-hmm. and started started attacks that way. Then they played through the lines, and this is what the system is brilliant at because you've got... Um, I thought the midfield trio were, were a lot more balanced than they, ha- than they have been mm. or than the midfield has been in the, in the first few games of the season because you've got Brunt sitting deeper as that sort of deep-line playmaker. Yeah, You've got Livermore as that sort of box-to-box presence, uh, sort of terrier, herring around the place, breaking up play, snapping into tackles, winning the ball back, mm. which he did countless occasions on Saturday. He was superb at it. And then you've got Harvey Barnes, you know, a superstar in waiting at number 10, um, capable of picking up the ball in between the lines, driving at the at, at the back um, line, at the defence. And he's not just got one player ahead of him. Yeah, He's got two players ahead of him. But if he can't pick out Gale or Rodriguez, he's got Phillips and Gibbs herring up the outside. So he's got four options in front of him. It's it's just a really great modern style of football mm-hmm. um, that QPR couldn't deal with. And yes, they were poor. Um, but that system is as exciting as, as Barnes was, as exciting as Gale has been, um, you know, as exciting as, or, or perhaps as, as hopeful that we are that maybe Adarabayo and Bartley are going to um, come good that mm-hmm. system really is the most exciting thing about Saturday's performance I think I'll tell you what, what I'm excited about is that we've just been it's just been um, Mr Andrew Turton just walked into the office he's here in the podcast 
You okay? A late, a late bloomer. A late one. I'm coming down from cloud number nine. You're coming down honest, from cloud really. number nine, but we're still at cloud number seven. Still at cloud number seven. Okay, the uh, Andy, um, thanks for joining us. So we've got we've got Matt and Andy now on the podcast. Um, Turts, you you were at the game. I was yourself? Yeah. Um, the well, big smile on my face. You still got a smile on your face. I love it. It's, it's, this is this is what we want this season. Yeah. Were, were QPR that bad, or were West Brom that good, or was it somewhere in the middle? Do you, would you, would you say? Probably somewhere in the middle. I think you know QPR were chronic, to be honest. You know, I mean they capitulated like an England batting collapse, to be honest. In the second <laughs> half. I like but, it very topical. But, um, but you know, West Brom, for their credit, dominated when they knew that it, you know. It, the disappointment was obviously, obviously there after done so well in the first half an hour to go one one at half time, mm-hmm. and then but I think it's amazing I, that it's one one at half time. Yeah, well this is it. But I think that as the game went on in the second half, it was just clear that the class was showing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was good individual performances. Well, collectively as a team, obviously they were very good, especially in the second half. But I think there was real leaders out there for the performances of Livermore. Uh, Gale, um, uh, Rodriguez, and and you know I thought these guys were sort of helping to, you know, push the team forward. Really, I think it helps now. This transfer window's out the way. People know they're going to be there. They know what their roles are going to be. There's no, oh, I might be going there. How we're we going to play? Am I going to have a strike park? Am I not going to have a strike partner? Which way are we going? To? They know exactly where they are now, and that's that helps. And I think that that shows with the goals that they're scoring because they're they're exciting, aren't they? They've got goals all over the pitch. I think they've. I think they've got the most potent and most exciting attack in the league. I can't. I'm struggling to think of any other club that has got that amount of firepower. You've got Dwight Gale and Jay Rodriguez up front, who have both scored more than 20 goals in their most recent seasons yeah. in, the, in the championship. There's no one who comes close to them. I don't think um, attacking wise. I don't. You've got Matt Phillips on the wing, who is on his day mm. unplayable in the Premier League. Um, we saw that a couple of seasons ago. He had a very poor, poor season last season, but he is the ultimate confidence player, and he's admitted that, that himself. And at the moment, whatever Darren Moore is saying to him um, is getting him up for it, and he's riding high in confidence. And I think he deserves a lot of praise, Phillips, because he, um, you know, he might he might have left in the summer, but from the absolute get go, he has been on fire. Mm-hmm. He has been committed to this team uh, at the start of this season. He's been superb on the wing in the first few games probably the best player in the first two games um, and then this new system playing a wing back it's tailor made for his attributes and look, Gibbs was brilliant on the left hand side but he he was but Phillips as, as a winger who's willing to track back and do that defensive duty mm. I just think he, he, he deserves a lot of credit and a lot of praise um, for how he's playing um, and then you've got Barnes who I mean what a player! What yeah, a player! Yeah. I just, I just love watching him play. I've seen a lot of fans um, comparing questions about him. Compare him to sort of Jason Kumas. Oh. Kumas was a player who, when I was growing up, I, I loved watching, and I think um, I, I can understand that that sentiment. You know, as, as a as a as a number ten, he just seemed to come into his own. He seemed to relish it even more. I mean, he, he looked dangerous coming in off the left hand side, but. Um, He's right-footed, and he sort of was always drifting in, and maybe they, they 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 did that on purpose so that Gibbs could overlap. But in this central role, he just looks um, unplayable. Listen, he's very young; he's only twenty years old. He's probably going to have games where he goes quiet. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if he's now targeted. You know, if you get a, a, a grizzly sent holding midfielder <laughs> yeah. to, to snap at his ankles, it's mm. going to be difficult. But he's got such a good turn of pace; he can play it with, on both with both feet. 
I think you know he's going to be a player that can. He might get chopped down, but he'll win you free kicks. And he seems to have the right attitude. Having spoken to him after the game, he just seems like an absolute great bloke who, who, who's, who's who's enjoying his football. And I think what you what you touched on there is that they're all enjoying it. Mm. And you know, yes, maybe a couple of them could have moved back to the Premier League, mm. but at the moment they're enjoying their football. They're scoring goals yeah. and. There's a lot to be said for that. Absolutely, like exactly what you're saying. You know, as a striker, yes, okay, you didn't get that move to Burnley or you know, but you know, or, or wherever you want to go. But if you're going to play a bit part and you're maybe going to play one week or what, or, or the next, I mean, to play in the Championship to score 20 goals and to be scoring boom, 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 mm. boom, boom. You know, I mean, it's, it's, strikers going to be happy with that, aren't they? Well, do you know what I mean? In isolation, that's yeah, what you love to do, isn't do, it? And when, you, you... when you get rid of everything else, yeah. all the noise that's going on around, whatever, yeah. all of a sudden, just to be in there and getting a couple of goals a week, yeah. stuff, you're going to love it. I know, of course sure you are. You know, everything melts away. And also, you know, one way of getting back to the Premier League is by winning promotion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you, you could think, well, if you were one of the players that wanted to leave or was hoping to leave or, or maybe not hoping that's unfair but, but if a club had come in and, and it was and Albion accepted you would have been like okay fair enough I'm going to go sure um, which I think you know the majority of them would because it's their careers and mm. you know it's wh- why wouldn't you but I, I think that now there is a, such a good feeling around the place and it's happened so quickly and it's and, it, and credit to Darren Moore for, for learning so quickly from that opening day defeat against Bolton Um you know, whatever happens on Friday against Pulis, and I'm sure we'll come on to that game. I, you know, I think that they they've they've found a a system to get all their best players on the pitch in areas of the pitch where they can make the most impact, and they look like they're really enjoying themselves out there. And I was I was talking about this a minute ago with someone on, on our desk. You know, last season things snowball in football. Mm. Last season, the the bad things were snowballing because. It was going from bad to worse, and it meant you know all those all those pressures heap on, and, and off field things happen, and and it just it just it just builds and builds and builds, and it's the same when it's going well, and you know you've got the you get when you get the fans back on side, they help the players, you know the team are rejuvenated when you when your teammates playing well, it makes you play well, and when mm. when the mood is good around the camp, it means everyone's enjoying themselves, everyone's no one's under so much pressure anymore, and. It, things snowball in football in both directions, and at the moment, I think we're seeing the start of the change um, in the other direction. And you know, you have to, you have to give credit to Darren Watt for that. Yeah, 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 you do. And uh, you know, it is. It's wonderful. You can see that energy in the crowd and that as well. Instantly, people excited about the next game. They mm. what they wanted to talk about. You know, uh, the performances and what could be happening in the future. And there's a bit of banter about the walls and things like yeah. that. You know. Last season, oh, they're it was as good as they get now, aren't they? Yeah, but, right? but this is it. But that that's early days, though. But yeah. the, oh, early days, yeah. early days. But at least that sort of vibrance is back yeah, there yeah. a little bit, you know. And yes, you've got to try and put keep a lid on it a little bit because you know it's a game in isolation mm-hmm. and everything. But oh, enjoy such a, it. you've got to enjoy yeah, it as well. Put, well, put it this way, because okay. put it this way. The first time in 11 years they've scored seven goals in a yeah. league game. I've never seen it. I, did, I wasn't at the Barnsley game yeah. when they scored, so it's the first time I've seen them score that many. For many, for many people, for many children, that will be the first time they've seen their team absolutely thrash 
I think there were some nice tweets from... Um, An opposition. Yeah, uh, 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 from Baggy Bird himself, Dave Chandler, you know, uh, uh, saying how many, he met so many fans, young fans who had gone to their first game, you know, Brilliant. and had pictures with, a, with them. And I mean, what an experience yeah, to see that. Of course. You, you know, that's going to excite you and, you know, it's going to be brilliant. We're expecting it every week now, aren't they? Yeah, this is it. Um, so, I mean, there were just obviously discussions before this game uh, about Albion being short in certain areas and, and the loan window. A result like this, do Albion still need to add, do you think? Do you need to add one or two before that loan window closes? I mean, Tosin played right back again. How did he do? Is that still an area where they're looking looking at and maybe other areas? Well, he played right centre-back, so he's okay. part of the back three. Um, and I thought he looked good. I thought he looked better than he did at right back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, he's from Manchester City, so he's going to be comfortable on the ball. Um, it was interesting to see him. He started off right centre-back, and then he switched into the middle. And Hagazi and Bartley went right and left. I don't okay. know why that was the case, but th- that that happened during the game. Right. Um, you know, I think maybe they're just trying to find the right formula for that back three. Um, I think he he suits a back three, I think, because he, he, he looks very comfortable on the ball. Um, I still think in the loan window they need to get in a right back um, because, you know, regardless of what system you play, you know, you either need somebody who can back up Matt Phillips at right wing back because mm-hmm. it's tough to expect him to play forty six games in that position all season. It's a long all season, uh, and you know you you also you also need that contingency plan in case you do need to switch to a back four mm-hmm. for whatever reason. You know it's just not working out on the day. You might want to change it at half time, or you think actually this team play this system. We're not going to play the the three four one two. But I do hope, I mean, Darren Moore has spoke a lot about flexibility and, and, and the need to, to change formation around, but I do hope that actually he persists with this, with this formation because I think that instead of being react, you know, almost reactionary, which is what they used to be under, under Pulis, where, mm-hmm. okay, they play that system, so we're going to mirror them or we're going to play this system to try and counterbalance it. Mm. What Albin should be doing with the players they've got is imposing themselves on the opposition yeah. and being like, no, it doesn't matter. If you play whatever system you want, mm-hmm. we're going to play this 3-4-1-2 because it works for us and we are going to be in charge of the game because we've got the players to do it. And I think they do. And I think they need to persevere with it as long as they can. As you know, Unless it gets like completely found out and, mm-hmm. and, and you get players being targeted and, 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 and whatnot, um, you know, game after game after game. But I think at the moment there is enough to suggest from the, I mean, from a very limited um, pool of, of evidence that actually this is the way forward. But yeah, I still think they need um, a right wing back slash right back because they haven't actually got one at the club. They've only got um, they've only got Craig Dawson who can play right back, and he's not even a right back. He, I mean, he played there for years, but he is a centre back by trade. Um, and then you've got Matt Phillips, and then you're going to be asking. Um, Connor Townsend or Kieran Gibbs to, to go and do a job on that yeah. wing because obviously <clears throat> they've, they've let Neon go to Laganas, which um, you know on paper makes them look a bit short in that position but I think um, look, Darren's been after a right back all summer they've tried to sign several and it's just not happened for a number of reasons so he obviously didn't rate Neon Neon didn't have the best attitude over summer and you know he, he was pretty I think his last chance was Norwich he was pretty poor there at fault for one of the goals so, you know, if they can get a right back in, I think they'll be they'll be happy with that. I mean, people want to see another attacking midfielder or a striker. I think they've got I think they've got the tools already. I think Oliver Burke can be the fourth striker. I think we saw that against uh, Luton. 
I think he can be an almost direct replacement for, for Dwight Gale as the, as, as the person that runs in behind, that plays off the last man. Mm. Gale's better at it, don't get me wrong, but Burke's pace and his speed means he can do that. Mm. I think he's a fourth striker. The only reason I don't think he's getting on the pitch is because Robson Carnu scored two goals already um, you know, and he, and he stepped up to the plate. And there's a lot of strength in competition now, all of a sudden. I think in that number 10 position... You've got Barnes that can play. Mm-hmm. You've got Morrison can Morrison play there. Morrison only come on was a big part on Saturday, you know, and it's like, well, mm-hmm. well not a big part. He set but he set up two goals. goals. But yeah, but this is it. This is as crazy as it is, you know. Mm-hmm. To think that you're bringing someone on like that depth, yeah. just to play a sort of, mm-hmm. you know, a role at the end of the game. And then you've got Chadley as well. So you've got three players that can play number 10. I think you've got a lump, I think you've got three players that can play left wing back. Gibbs and Townsend, they both look really good. And then if you're really desperate, you can shunt Brunt over there. Although, you know, it's slightly, I don't know if his legs could, could do with that with that system, but then I think the only area really is that right back, right wing back area, um, and maybe maybe a centre back if you're going to play three at the back. Mm. I mean, four four games in, Albion third in the table, very early days. Four completely different games as well. Obviously, you've got the Bolton game, which was a big disappointing. Everybody thought Bolton were going to struggle. I mean, actually, Bolton, Bolton are undefeated this season <laughs> themselves. Uh, Forest, where they kind of got battered for, for a, a lot of the game, but got that point, could have won the game. And, and what's looking like a cracking point now and to, to galvanise them, a back-and-forth game at Norwich and then an absolute stonker of a, of a 7-1 drubbing against, uh, against QPR. From, from where you were in this season and where you are now, what are your both of your thoughts of, of, of what Baggies can do? Have you changed your perception, um, Turts, first coming to you, of, of what they can do? I mean... I think we were discussing about maybe be knocking on the door playoffs, but mid-table. I mean, where where are you now? Have you have you changed? Have you changed what your expectations I'm, are? I'm just a little worried about getting too carried away. Maybe it's the pessimist in me a little yeah. bit because you know it's a lot. I know it's all the cliches. It's a long season. You know, we've still got these these decisions to make about whether they can get anyone else in on loan before the window closes and that. But I have been encouraged by the fact that the. It, as Matt was just explaining, there's suddenly a lot more options that look available. If things aren't going right, it looks like they, we've got the players that can be brought in and, it, and can be changed about. Whereas the last two or three seasons, we scratched our heads and thought, well, what can he actually mm. do to make a difference to change the side on the touchline? I think this season now, it, suddenly it's looking like there is a lot more sort of ability to be able to um, to change it up if, if things haven't been quite, going quite right. I mean, Brad, Barry come on towards the end is going to be able... You know, look a class above already in this. From what I've seen in the few appearances that he's had um, so far, and I think Barry's an interesting one. And um, I saw a lot of, uh, well, a, a couple of fans mentioned, oh, "Why would you bring Barry on when you can bring, when you could bring Field on?" But I think he wants to look at Barry yeah. in that sort of um, that almost that Chris Brunt role, that sort of holding role where you're 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 like the the deeper lying midfielder of that three. Um, and he wanted to see how he got on. I also think it, you know, it was a perfect time to reintegrate him into the team at four-one up mm. at home. You know, okay, he still got a few boos, which was uh, I, I personally think I'm that's disappointing. With it, really, I personally think that's quite disappointing. But you know, I, you know, fans pay the money, and, and they they believe he acted unprofessionally last season. So I, I think it's a new season, maybe water uh, under the bridge. Yeah, but I think um, Field also provides an option at. at Left centre back or right centre back, mm-hmm. maybe you know if if things go really awry there injury wise. I think people haven't there. got to get too worked up about the whole field issue. I know a lot of people are talking about him and want to see him plays. You know, he's one of our own. This sort of line, you know, 
but the kid's still got time on his side. He's going to be involved this season. He's going to be. He's going to be in the squad. I think he's all. There's plenty of games. We've still got Mansfield in the cup to come, where he, he may make an appearance as well. I just think give I, it some time. I don't think he, you know. Yes, you want to see him play, but I don't think it's going to be crucial that he's involved every week. I think the know? issue is is that Sam's never done anything wrong when he's played, and he's actually impressed pretty much every game. He yeah. was man of the match in two of his three starts last season. Mm. He was my man of the match against Luton Town the other night in, a, in, a, in an unfamiliar role. I think he's really improved on his right foot, actually. I thought that that was the thing that particularly impressed me against Luton. Um, and I, I, I just... I know what you're saying, and you can't, you can't really nitpick when they're winning 7-1, and, and obviously not. But if you want to... Um, he was he was messed around that season mm, because agreed. he should have gone out on loan. He didn't go out on loan, and then Albion brought in Krakowiak and Barry, so he was shunted down to fifth choice. Mm. He finally got running the team, didn't do anything wrong, was shunted out to left back, left midfield, which isn't his position, um, and then dropped subsequently or dragged off at half time by Alan Pardew, yeah. which I thought was disgraceful. And then you know he doesn't get another game really. Mm. So I just I just think he's been misused um, over the last. 12 months and I think it would be slightly unfair to misuse him again this season if he's not going to play maybe take him out on loan that being said obviously you pay his wages and if you will need him in the squad you need him mm. in the squad but I would like to see him because I don't think he's ever done anything wrong I'd like to see him play a more prominent role but listen you can't you can't nitpick of the 7-1 I think, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think the squads I think the team the starting 11 has got a good balance but listen that's what I was saying about competition you know they, there's a lot of players knocking on the door now Okay, so let's, let's, I mean, we went full circle there, but let's bring it back to the, <laughs> fine, though, it's no problem, it's, it's a great day, we talk about what, you know, there's so much to talk about, where, where are you expecting Albion to, to, to finish this season now, from what you've seen? Potentially higher than, than you know, I think I was predicting maybe slipping in sixth position in the playoffs, mm-hmm. potentially higher, I'm, I'm, I'm still think that there is teams that maybe have a bit more nose at this level that might be higher but we've seen with Stokes as well they haven't had a great start to the season three, yeah, yeah, so uh, why couldn't they maybe shoot towards the automatics I'm just keen not to jump on that, it yeah. early that's just all <laughs> I have the same reservations about getting too excited too early but I think the squad is one of the strongest in the leagues particularly going forward so I think they should be aiming I'm not saying they're going to get there but I think they should be aiming for top two um, I think anything below top six um, with this squad would probably be a failure. That's my own opinion. Good stuff, good stuff. Right, we have to move on because we're um, we're a bit short of time today. Let's talk questions. Questions from the peeps. Let's have a look. Got plenty of them today. Uh, first one at Senor Raj D, um, and there's quite a few people asking about this. Uh, Matt, uh, you might be able to update us. The hunt for a technical director. Where are Albion with all that? So Terraneo, the disaster that was Giuliano Terraneo, um, he is officially mm-hmm. uh, under contract until I think it's September, so the end of this month, I believe. Okay. Uh, maybe it's in the next month. But he's all—he's basically all but gone. He's—he's mm. um, he's been sidelined. He's—I I don't think he's having any influence at all over anything anymore. Um, and the hunt is underway. Mark Jenkins has already spoken to a couple of candidates, but I don't think um, anything is close at the moment, um, or that it certainly wasn't when I last checked, which was uh, about five or six days ago. So, um, you know, I, I, considering the transfer window is actually almost shut. I, I was going to say, do you, do you need one? Do you, do you well, need you, you do need one. You, I think, I think, I think they do need one because. Um, 
I just think they do because of the way the, 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 the club, the structure of the club, and and, and the fact that they're, there's they're, they're light on, on the, in the boardroom level. There's not many there's not many members in there, and Darren Moore is, is an inexperienced coach um, who has to be fair to him, navigated this summer absolutely superbly. I mean, you look at the players they've signed, Johnston, uh, Barnes and Gale, that is, they've been brilliant. But um, I, I do think they need one. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there is the... Um, I don't think there is a, a massive urgency, but I would lo- you'd like to see one in before January and you'd like to see them in maybe a month or two before January so they can get a few targets underway. You know, they can do some work before that window opens. Um, so I would hope that in the next two or three months they get someone in, but I would also, I don't, you know, I don't think there's any need to rush an appointment, and they need to try and get the right man um, in place. And, it, and it's difficult to find technical director because it's quite a quite a specialist role, and there aren't that many out there. Mm. You know, there it's, it's a small pool of of of, of people. And so maybe they bought themselves a bit of time with the way that the, the, the you know yeah exactly of weeks. exactly yeah. They need to make it. I mean, Terranail was always going to be a, a stopgap anyway. Um, you know, he was an appointment made by China, and it was a disastrous appointment, mm. to be honest. Mm. Um, and I don't think um, Mark Jenkins really um, agreed with, with with many of his methods, and I don't think Darren Moore did either. Mm. Um, you know, he was trying to get them to go down this route of of, of getting Italian players in, and and um, you know, it's, it's not the route Darren wanted to go down. You know, as you've seen from their transfer strategy, he's, he's been looking at you know British-based players primarily. Um, and it's paid paid off so far. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where we are. It, the hunt is underway. He's spoken to a couple of candidates, but I don't believe, unless something dramatic has changed mm-hmm. in the last like two or three days, I don't believe they are um, close to appointing anyone yet. Okay, excellent news. Um, next two, I'm going to stick these two together um, from Dan Saunders and Elias Burke. Um, first of all, Dan asks. Any chance of Albion getting Harvey Barnes on a, on a permanent deal? <laughs> and uh, Elias asks, do you know whether uh, Harvey Barnes could be recalled in January? Happened with Barnsley last season would be a big blow if it happened to us. Uh, I mean, normally loans are window to window. So even a season long loan, he can't, I don't believe, unless there's a clause inserted into the loan, they can't be recalled and let until January. So the good news is that Barnes is here till January. Mm-hmm. Um, I think unless there's an injury crisis. I mean, even then, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure whether they can recall him. Hard to buy him, though, wouldn't it? As for permanent, I, I, I would, if he continues the way he's going, I, I, doubt, I doubt Leicester will let mm. Albion buy him because um, unless Madison turns into you know an absolute superstar and he's looked good so far he's good on Saturday he looked very good so far for them Um, keep on going Madison Madison, keep on going Madison turns into a superstar and 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 they sign another two or three number tens then maybe maybe but you've got to remember this is Barnes is a Leicester lad who has been nurtured in their academy since an early age they're not going to give him up easy especially if he has a you know a breakout season in the championship, and he can if he continues the way he's, he started here, he'll be playing Premier League football next season, mm-hmm. regardless of whether Albion go up or not. And um, if Albion go up, I'm sure they would love to love to uh, sign him. But um, I, I cannot. Well, I don't know unless things change dramatically. I can't see Leicester letting him go. Long way to go. Things yeah. change. You know, it, who knows what could happen? But. Um, at this stage, I'd be very surprised if they let him go. Um, I'll leave this one to you, to, to Desi Baggy. Um, people saying, still on Twitter, that Brunt in the middle doesn't work. His legs have gone. What is your opinion? 
I think actually the way he's been playing the last couple of games, in a sort of role where he's sat a little deeper and he's been able to have influence playing the balls around, I think that's suited him, to be honest. Mm. Better than I've seen him playing uh, wide or, and that recently. I've actually quite grown to, to the way that he's been playing the last couple of weeks. I think it's been good. I think, uh, I think, um, I think he benefited from the system on... Uh, on Saturday, I think him and Livermore as a two is 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 a bit dangerous because when you got when you come up against a three, I think in a four four two. When you come up against a three, I think they get overrun. I don't think Livermore, you know, he hairs around, but I don't, you know, Brunt hasn't got the legs to 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 to, to stop the runners going off him. But in a three with Barnes in there, and this is what I said in the first two games, they needs a number ten in front of them. I I think it works a little better. Um, the one thing that I will say uh, for Brunt on Saturday was that. What he did well, particularly in the first half, was he's capable of doing those quick um, high balls over the top of the defence um, for Gale to run onto, yeah. and that is a, that is a a, a, a quick um, sorry a little uh, partnership or a little sort of um, move that I I can see paying dividends down the season because um, a couple of occasion, a couple of occasions Brunt played first time balls over the top and mm. Gale nearly got to them. Yeah, yeah. And I just think um, having a striker like Gale who does that, which which Arwen haven't had for a while, um, plays into Brunt's hands um, a little bit better in that central role. And I think stick bear with him. I think um, you know you've got to remember all the players need to get up to speed and get back used to uh, being in the championship. I think both Chris Brunt and James Morrison alluded to it in their program notes um, that actually you know the Premier League is 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 more tactical and more um, a mental sort of. Uh, test, whereas the championship is more a physical test, so let them get up to speed. And I think we saw a much improved performance from Brunt on Saturday. Um, you know, okay, he lost the ball once in the first half and, and, and got booked, yeah, yeah. but after that, I think he played pretty well. And um, you know, I think that as as that trio that trio is a lot more balanced. Okay, great, excellent. Um, uh, quite a few people asking the same type of question, Joe Freeman. And uh, John T and Mick Timms, but I'm going to read Dan Nash's question. It's a good one. Is more making an example of Dawson and Chadley by not allowing them immediately back into the squad and instead making them wait for their chance? This is great leadership, in my opinion, if that's what's happening. No special treatment, regardless of ability. Well, they're both fit. That's the first thing. He said that. Um, and I think. Maybe more so with Dawson than Chadley, although maybe arguably with Chadley, he is making the point that I want players that want to play here. Um, you know, we, we all know what happened with Dawson over the summer, um, and I think he's trying to. Get, he will, you know, it's quite simplistic in, in, in many ways. It's, it, it, you you want the players that are willing to put everything in, yeah. and if he doesn't think Dawson and Chadley are willing to do that. Then he's going to play other players that mm-hmm. actually he thinks are. I mean, Adrabio seems to have really taken to West Brom um, in in the first couple of weeks. Um, seems to be fully invested in the club. You just see that by um, the way he's been around the players, the, the way he's the way he's um, celebrating, the way he's. You know, I think it was interesting after the Forest game. Uh, Darren went over to him almost first and then put his arm around him and, and spoke to him about what he did well, what he did wrong, um, and then afterwards he he, he really bigged them up. Mm. Um, you know, I think um, yes, he, he he's making an example of them, but he's also showing. I think what Saturday showed is like, well, if you know, if you want to get back in the mm-hmm. team, yeah. we're having fun here, yeah, absolutely. so put it in, and then you can get back in. 
Um, I think an interesting point is I don't know where Chadley fits in the, in the side. I mean, uh, for someone that has actually flattered to see from, mm-hmm. for a lot of his Albion career, um, I don't know where he gets in, you know, you, even on the bench, because I know he's maybe superior qualities to some of the players, um, but you can't drop any of the front four. You can't, um, I mean, he, he has played left wing back for, for Belgium, but he's behind Gibbs and Townsend in that position because they both performed well in that role. Um, you um, And on the bench, you've got Burke, who scored in his only start of the season, and Robson Carlin, who's already got two goals. Mm-hmm. So where does he get, where does he get in? Riches, you've yeah. Morrison, yeah. Yeah. And you've got Morrison, and you've got Morrison as well, who's played, who's played well. So where does he get in? You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Chadley dropped back into proceedings maybe after the uh, European window shuts at the end of the month when there's no distractions for him. He's, he's there now for until January at least um, and he's got to either knuckle down and, and, and try and enjoy it with the rest of the squad or he's not going to play. Dawson, it's a slightly different, um, it's slightly different situation because obviously he's probably a defender that you think would improve that back line. Mm-hmm. But considering um, Bartley, Higazi and Adarabayo um, have all had the right attitude um, over summer. I think Moore's going with, with players that deserve to be picked yeah. rather it's good. than refreshing, you know, it's rather than it's rather good. than players that maybe don't deserve to be picked. Yeah. And look, Dawson might be a better defender than a couple of those, but actually, he's going to have to show that he wants it in training. He's going to have to show, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I I would I would tend to agree. I mean, it's all very well saying this after a seven-one, but yeah, it looks like it's working at the moment. So. Um, you know the the whole oh where where are Dawson and Chadley? Well, they don't need them at the moment. Mm. I mean, do, well, maybe bad, Dawson a little bit. You had the bad feeling after Taxi Gate last year when certain players were brought back in after the you know after all yeah. those issues. So in this case, it seems like they're playing it in the right way. Yeah, in, I, in terms of you know potentially guys that rock the boat a little behind the scenes. Now they you know and ne- and Neom as well. You know they've let him go. I mean, so, it, it's, it's, if, you, if you're not inve- if you're not fully in, 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 into it and invested in it, then there's no place for Competition you. for places, that's exactly what you want. Um, last question um, before we move on to uh, a chance to win some goodies. Uh, Dr. Jimmy and Mr. Jim, seen links to Spurs' Kyle Walker-Peters. Any truth in this? An exciting wing-back. A very exciting wing-back. Um, I mean, goodness me, I'll take him. <laughs> eh? I've not, I've not seen those links or heard that, but um, the last I heard about the right-back situation, they were desperate to get one in. Um, obviously they were interested in Joel Ward but it looks like that might not happen mm. um, I think from the, the impression I got was they were they, they'd moved on to another target yeah. um, for whatever reason um, but yeah I mean if if, <laughs> if Walker Peters is available that, I think that'd be great like he's, he's someone that can do that right back slash right wing back role and I wonder if maybe that's why they moved away from Joel Ward mm. I, I don't know Joel Ward too well but he strikes me as more of a right back slash centre back rather than a right back slash right wing back but I don't know I mean maybe maybe I'm wrong there but, but it's nice to start the season so well so that people who are looking to, to, to maybe drop down to loan out some players you look at a team like West Brom you, you're probably not you're not going to be scrapping and losing and drawing every week they're going to be on the up you want you want a, a young player to go and get some experience mm-hmm. Darren Moore is going to say because there's a lot of Premier League players who, who send kids off to the Championship and they end up being on the bench they play one in mm-hmm. four or five if Darren Moore can say look I want this kid and he's going to play pretty much week in week out if he's up to up to speed then that's yeah. that's attractive for I'm a, not sure we can say that mm-hmm. at the moment because uh, to a right back because okay. of, A because of the system that he's playing and B 
because you can't drop Phillips. So I'm not sure you can say that, but you could probably say, look, we, we've got midweek games mm. coming up and I want to use my squad. Yeah. I've shown that against Luton. Maybe you could say that. But, mm. but if you um, look at the table as well as where they are, you want to be in a winning side and that mentality. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, I think it's an attractive really prospect good. for someone like Walker Peters, maybe if he's not going to get game time at, at Tottenham. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's certainly one of the most attractive prospects in the championship, I'd say. But yeah, I don't know if he can offer that, that, that I'm going to play you every week uh, role. But we'll wait and see. Matt? Yeah. Would you, like to, would you like to win a home shirt, a home baggy shirt? I would actually, yeah. Turks, would you like to win an away baggy shirt? Oh, yes, please. I'd rather uh, win an oh, away one. Yes, the away one, yeah. The yellow and green. Mm. Well, I d- it doesn't matter, home or away, Ooh. because what, what, I'm what doing you... the podcast today. We're giving away both shirts. Oh. We're giving away the home and away. Hatfield's just spat his coffee out Good listening God. to this podcast. I don't care. But, this is, but how do you too, do it? How well, do you do it? Well, this, that's an excellent question. It's an excellent question, Andrew Turk. I'll tell you how you do it. None of these three goal scorer malarkey predicting we're just doing two goal scorers this week to win both shirts two goal scorers two first goal scorers to win both shirts two games one game um, is going to be of course the big game Friday night football Middlesbrough against West Bromwich Albion first goal scorer I'm going to lead Andrew Turton to give us this guess for our lucky potential winner who is going to score the first goal Pulis versus more give me the first goal scorer of the big game Dwight Gale Dwight yes. Yale it's a cracking bet going back up to the northeast. can he score the Riverside Stadium Dwight Gale number one mm-hmm. Matt Wilson yeah. there's a game there's a game on and I'm sure Baggies fans are devastated to hear about Wolves' start to the season. They play Manchester City uh, on Saturday uh, afternoon well 12.30 kickoff on Saturday uh, Manchester City uh, arrested Mahrez, Sterling and Sané against Huddersfield. Can you give me a first goal score in that game? I will go with um, Sergio Aguero. And Patrick Hero, Mr Sergio Aguero. Now, I think there's a decent chance of both of those happening, to be fair. <laughs> so you want to be winning this week. Make sure you follow us. Make sure you retweet it when we put uh, the competition out, Dwight Gale and Sergio Aguero, you could be the proud owner of a home and an away Which away shirt? shirt? Which one? The blue or the yellow and green? I tell you what, I tell you what, whoever wins it will give them the choice. They can choose. They can choose. So kind. They can choose because those are the peeps and we love them to pieces. Thanks for listening again. Right, okay, Friday night. Let's let's, let's talk about it. Mr. Tony Pulis. (laughs) We go to Mr. Tony Pulis. Uh, Incredibly, Middlesbrough... Um, top of the championship, um, a, a good win against Bristol City. They're playing some decent football. It can't be anything to do with him. It must be just the players had a, had a meeting amongst themselves. Um, difficult Nathan game. Nathan Judas, Middlesbrough side. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, little Borough fan there. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Can't wait. Matt Wilson, how do you see this one going? I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I don't. I've got no I'll idea get, at all. I mean, look, it could go... I, I wouldn't be surprised if Middlesbrough won one nil. I wouldn't be surprised if West Brom won four two. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a draw two two. I'd be surprised if it was a seven one game. I'll be yeah. honest. I'd be surprised if it was seven one. But either well, either either way. But yeah. like you say, apparently. Middlesbrough have been playing some more right yeah, stuff. Yeah. And um, they lost yeah. Bamford, lost lost Gibson, lost Traore, and, and yet, you know, the, the kind of 
I think taking more responsibility, it's not just me Pastor Troy and hope for the best of the They've kind of spread it around. Martin Braithwaite's come back into the into the side. He was He's a good player. Um, yeah, a very good player. And he was he was going going elsewhere until until they lost Banford. So I mean, him and a, a Somber Longer up front again, a good mm. attacking pair. And uh, Baggy's going to have to be on you know the best the best behaviour I think at, at the back because that's going to be a difficult night, mm. especially the other side. But I see no reason why they can't go there and get a result. Yeah, I mean th- that's the concern, isn't it? That um, a Somber Longer powerful centre mm-hmm. forward it's just going to win everything in the air because Albin have looked really shaky mm-hmm. from, okay. from set pieces and you do you, you are concerned by corners free kicks balls into the box so I wouldn't be surprised to see Middlesbrough get some joy on that that being said this is the first full week that Darren Moore has got with the, with the, the team and I'm sure they will be working very hard on um, set pieces and uh, defensive Capabilities, considering what's happened in the season so far um, this week. Do you think he'll be tempted to change it? Go. Uh, I think he might be tempted to, yeah. to to match him up. You know, with a four 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 two or a four five one. I hope he doesn't. Yeah. I hope he doesn't. I hope he think. I hope he goes mm-hmm. with the same system and goes. Do you know what? We're gonna. If we need to, we can drop Gibbs back and almost and, and push Barnes over, or Barnes can drift over, so we mm-hmm. can almost. You know, it, it almost naturally goes into a four-four-two with those two just a slight tweak yeah. um, of, of of a formation. But I think you know, um, actually, Pulis himself used to play this at, at, at Albion. He's, or we used to call it like a, a, a I think what he called it a, a pivoting four. Or, <laughs> oh, or, shut up! Or the old pivoting four. I mean, I mean, yeah, look, no. look, they are top of the league. They've started really well, um, and I think you know a lot of Albion fans. Know what? Know that Pulis is a very effective manager. We give Pulis a good reception, will he? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I anticipate a few boos. I think yeah. there might be a few boos. Which listen, fans, yeah. I'm sure there'll be a few chants, won't there? There'll be a couple of chants, especially if Albion are winning. But look, I think Pulis took that team as far as he could, yeah. and I and you know he he actually did. He well did, with did well with with in, in considering what he took over at the time, and we've been through this. This is old, mm-hmm. this is old, yeah, yeah, course, old ground, but and we're not here to talk about Tony Pulis yeah. really. But it is interesting. I mean, I, I I wonder what he's thinking at the moment because you've got Darren Moore, who was you know at the club when he was there, but he was looking after the loans. Mm. Is now coming up to his side yeah. um, on a Friday night. With a team that's just got eleven goals, yeah, yeah. I, I just wonder what he's thinking. Yeah. I wonder what it'd be interesting. But um, I, like you said, I can't call it. I, I can't call it. Well, I'll ask you to call it, Matt Wilson. <laughs> I want a prediction from you. Um, we'll come to you last. I'll give you a bit of time. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be a bit of a cracker. I think it's going to be a four goal thrill. I'm going to say two apiece at the Riverside Stadium on Friday night. Two. That's a good call. Two. Yeah. Turts, that's a good call. Turts, turts. I think we're going to win 2-1. Oh, nice. I think, I think we might go down to an early goal mm. and in p- typical style, yeah. they, might, uh, they might try and make it tight for us then. But yeah, I'll take a striker off, he'll bring a sweeper well, on. Well, this is it. And But I feel if we stick to our guns, Barnes through the middle, mm. slips one through, mm. maybe uh, suddenly 1-1 one, one, and then we sneak one at the end, just a little cheeky one. Mr. Matthew Wilson. Oh, I don't know. Come on. Okay. Come on. Neck on the line. Okay. I'm going to, in in, in, in true in true 
Fence, splinters. Fence <laughs> sitting yeah, fashion. I'm going to go with a lovely one all draw. One, yeah. one draw. Cool. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, gents, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Um, thank you for coming on, as yeah. ever. Um, Andrew Turson from Totes, from, from Matt Wilson, from myself. Fingers crossed next week we're talking about Baggies top of the championship. Have a great Can that week. Happen? Yes, of course, yes. Beat West Brom, uh, they've scored 13 goals. If Leeds don't win, they could be top of the championship. Yeah, but Leeds have got two games, haven't they? Yeah, but not not this week. They're fine. They're fine. They still have to. No, still no there's, to get a point. there's a whole there's a whole midweek. There's yeah, a whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. But they could lose both. They could get a draw. Baggies could be top on Monday. Think positive. Yes. Okay. Baggies top. Baggies top. Um, take care from all of us. Have a great week. We will see you on Monday. Bye bye.